All right, welcome back into uh, the Bills beat here, wherever, however you are listening, whether it be on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Stitcher. We're still waiting to get uh, verified on our new account on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, but uh, that shouldn't be too long. But at, as of today, we have a, uh, a special treat for you. The uh, inaugural first mock draft, or as Michael Scott might say, the first annual pod mock here on the Bills Beat with uh, none other than co-host Matthew Fairburn of NewYorkUpstate.com. And of course, Tyler Dunn, former co-host of the Bill Beat, Bills Beat and uh, of, of Bleacher Report. Gentlemen, welcome to the first annual pod mock. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready to mock until I drop. All right. I mean, it's we almost did that yesterday. <laughs> if uh, if you missed the tweet, we uh, we got 24 picks in and my computer completely froze. So uh, we are here doing it all over again, and probably gonna it's probably gonna end up having some different results, which is kind of fun to think about too. So. Yeah, I ripped off Ty yesterday <laughs> as as the Bills, but I think now that he's had some time to sleep and think about what he's done. I might not be able to fleece him for the number two pick. Uh, Joe's computer, quote unquote, crashed. I uh, actually just unplugged things. You know, yeah. When you were playing with Fritz, so you know, I don't know. Just looking out for Dave Gettleman. That's all. Yeah, and uh, the fourth drafter here is, of course, Fritz Biscalia, Fritz the dog. Um, he, if you hear him bark every once in a while, that's probably disapproval of uh, one of Tyler's our picks. picks yeah, Tyler's picks more, more than likely. Whatever makes you feel better, man. <laughs> all right. So the way this thing is going to be formatted. Um, it's it's uh, basically just a draft. Uh, the three of us have a certain set of teams. Um, we'll, I'll run that down the first uh, ten picks or so to tell you who has who, or the first twelve, seeing as how you know you're probably interested in what the Bills are going to do. Um, and this is uh, trades are very much allowed. It's it's not a static draft by any means, um, and we are drafting as though we are the individual GM of the team. Uh, rather than just being us, because odds are, I have, for instance, I have the Oakland Raiders. Odds are, I would do something a little bit different than uh, what good old John Gruden might do there. And and I'm sure there's some odds other examples. Also, are that you will not get a voice in the Raiders draft room. I'm going out on a limb there, but you probably will not. If if your I was, opinion will not be heard in Oakland because of John Gruden in real life. Yes, I mean, poor Reggie McKenzie, right? I mean. GM by title only. That's that's yeah. John Gruden's show over there. One of the real nice guys, by the way, Reggie McKenzie. Is he? Really, really enjoyed my conversation with him a few years uh, ago. Oh yeah, the Green yeah. Bay connection there. Yeah, yeah. Like he, we were just talking about Ted Thompson once, and he just dropped everything and talked for an hour. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, well, I will not be Reggie McKenzie. I will be John <laughs> Gruden, and it will be a terrible pick. No, it, it, it'll just be outdated anyway. All right. Here's so, a guy. Here's a guy. All right. So. This is the way it's setting out, guys. Um, the first 12 picks. Actually, I'll go first half of the draft, just so we know. Um, number one, the Cleveland Browns. I have them. Number two, uh, Tyler Dunn has the New York Giants. Number three, Matthew Fairburn has the New York Jets. Again, I have the Browns at number four. Uh, number five, Tyler has the Denver Broncos. Number six, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Number seven, Matthew has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number eight, Tyler has the Chicago Bears, number 9. Matthew has the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, I have the Raiders at number 10. Number 11, Tyler has the Miami Dolphins. Number 12, our Matthew Fairburn here, got the random draw of getting the Buffalo Bills. So he will have number 
picks number 12 and 22. Number 13, I have Washington. Number 14, Tyler has the Green Bay Packers. Of course, why wouldn't he? Um, number 15, uh, that is the Arizona Cardinals. I have them. And number 16, Baltimore. Uh, that will be Matthew Fairburn slash Ozzie Newsom slash Eric DaCosta. So, without further ado... Let's get the pod mock started, shall we? And we go on the board, first and foremost, with the Cleveland Browns. Now, this is, uh, I mean, John Dorsey. We, uh, we've, we've made some light of John Dorsey in the past, Matthew. And and it's just because he's he's a real football you're an, guy. You're an anti-Dorsite, is what you are. Maybe, maybe. He's, he's, just, he's just a football guy, you know? Real football guy. <laughs> um, loves big hands on quarterbacks. Loves uh, loves arm strength. Uh, who doesn't? Right, right. And uh, A.J. McCarron doesn't. That's who. Um, and that, uh, you know, it's it's a way of thinking. He, he most recently got let go by Kansas City after, you know, Andy Reid was basically building the team while he was the GM. Um, and so now he's in Cleveland in charge of all of these different picks, and one of which he traded a third-rounder the first pick in the third round for Tyrod Taylor. So how neat is that? All right, so uh, the Cleveland Browns are on the board here. And gentlemen, I would assume that neither of you would be willing to trade up to first overall. Is that Would I be correct in the assumption? Yeah, I don't think the Bills are going to be in that, that market. I'm not sure. I, I'm sure if there is a market for that pick, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, the Browns would probably want what? Both ones, both twos, next year's one, and maybe even a little bit more. Maybe 2020's two or something like that. So I just don't think Brandon Bean's going to do that. I don't think the Browns are even going to really entertain too seriously any offers. Unless the Giants want to swap. And, you know, the, the Browns really want Josh Allen, and they swap and let the Giants get Sam Darnold. But I just, I don't know. Yeah. You don't trade the number one pick. No, you don't. And I, I, Not I, when you need a quarterback in a quarterback-rich draft. Cert- That's getting a little too cute. Certainly not. Uh, Tyler, I mean, you, you do you have any uh, inclination of the teams that you have maybe trading up to first overall? I mean, you've got the Giants, you got the Broncos, you got the Bears. I mean, we're open for business here, buddy. Nothing. I've okay. got nothing for you. I mean, the Browns have just royally screwed this up enough and passed over basically like you know half of the franchise quarterbacks of the NFL the last few years so yeah. i just don't even think they're going to entertain anything so the time has my come phone isn't even ringing the time has come so it it boils down to two guys since since nobody's even going to entertain a trade offer with me um it's either going to be Sam Darnold out of USC who is the safer of the two or Josh Allen the uh, uh i i believe i've heard him called the wild stallion of the draft that's, I'll allow that's, it. That's something. Um, Who called him a wild stallion? Somebody. I think I want to steal that. <laughs> I like tame stallions myself. Ah, tame, yes. calm stallions. I'm a calm stallion kind of guy. Ah, well, uh, I don't think Josh Allen would be for you then, Mr. To, to Gentleman. their own. <laughs> so it comes down to Josh Allen, who has the arm strength. And, and quite honestly, you know, when you look at what the Browns are building, they have Tyrod Taylor. I should say, we have Tyrod Taylor. Um, as as our starting quarterback for 2018. So there's no real push uh, to get uh, our guy to be on the field this year. Now, Sam Darnold is safe, and he's got some potential to him for sure. But 
My name's John Dorsey. And I like guys who can sling the rock 80 yards. The Duke, if you will. That's <laughs> that's where I park my car, gentlemen. And to me, I think there's a... While Sam Darnold is certainly nice here, i got to go in one certain direction. With the first overall selection, the Cleveland Browns have picked Josh Allen out of Wyoming to be the quarterback of... The future. The new New York Giants are now on the clock. Gentlemen, Josh Allen versus Sam Darnold. What do you think? I mean, if you were to condense Josh Allen down to a one-and-a-half-minute YouTube video of his absolute best plays, uh, nobody touches him, right? I mean, he's sure. a surefire Hall of Famer. It's just sure. a matter of a team tapping into that ability and, you know, Is the game played on YouTube? Career. That's what I want to know. It's not. That's the problem. So Could be in the future. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with the way Roger Goodell's <laughs> taking this league, there's something, I don't know, there's something in there. I feel like these top four quarterbacks, even maybe top five, top six, if you extrapolate it out to six even, you might get, what, 25, 26 different rankings among sure. the teams. Yeah. I mean, there's no clear-cut number one guy, I don't think. I, I would say, you know, in my eyes, Josh Rosen is probably that guy, but... In NFL circles, there is far from a consensus, and a lot of years there is. So that's why this pick is a little bit of a wild card. You know, Sam Darnold was the assumption for a long time, but Josh mm-hmm. Allen is kind of, you know, picking up steam here. And really, these quarterbacks could come off the board in in any number of different orders, and it's going to be interesting to see. I think Josh Allen going one definitely makes the rest of the draft, at least in the top 10, a little bit more interesting. I agree. I agree. Because Sam Darnold was the consensus for a long time, but this Josh Allen smoke just keeps on persisting, guys. And I don't know. It's It, it, it feels like it might be real. And, and it's always tough to tell this time of year, but the fact that it wasn't just like a four-day flash-in-the-pan rumor that it's still going on and there's still more credible mm-hmm. people that have continued to get on that train... I don't know. Josh Allen to the Browns looks like it could definitely happen here. All right, number two overall, and I think this is where the trade negotiations will probably begin. The New York Giants are on the clock. Dave Gettleman, another GM of yesteryear that uh, likes his hog mollies from what from what he said in his uh, draft press conference yesterday. So, uh, so Tyler Dunn, Tyler Gettleman. How you doing? What 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 are you uh, what are you looking at here? And well, uh, and you're now on the clock. Well, uh, as I've said before, as David Gettleman, we're gonna get a Hall of Famer with this pick. This is a premium <laughs> pick. Probably looking at a guy who's gonna give you 20 All Pro seasons, first ballot Hall of Famer. Th- that put feels, on the gold jacket. That so feels I, like a lot. 20. I, that maybe 25. <laughs> so <laughs> if you are interested. In this selection, uh, you know, my phone is open. Well, you know, I've I've heard often Dave Gettleman isn't very open to trading down. He's never traded down before, but, you know, as Brandon Bean and the Buffalo Bills, I, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't pick up the phone and give you a call. Well, we're pretty happy with uh, with old Eli Manning, but that doesn't mean we're not looking at the other quarterbacks. doesn't mean we're not going to pass on them. doesn't mean we're going to take them. Maybe we go Saquon Barkley. We can go a lot of different directions here. So I think, Let's you know... It. We got to start the conversation. We'll give you 12, we'll give you 22, we'll give you 53, we'll give you 56. 
kick us back a fifth rounder. We'll throw in a fourth rounder. We'll call it a deal. We get our quarterback. You get a whole bunch of picks to to plug and play some starters. Maybe win now. I mean, you got a great quarterback in place already. You know, we worked together for a while. What do you say? You just you, you help your buddy out. Let me get my franchise quarterback. So that's five picks for two. Uh, the the current trade offer. Dave Gettleman, the rebuttal. It's not Halloween. Everybody doesn't get a piece of candy. I'm not here to just hand out franchise quarterbacks. All right, Brandon. I know you were a, you were a hell of a towel boy back in the day. Hell of a communications assistant. You did everything for me. Uh, you became my right hand man. I'm proud of you, son. I'm really proud of you. You've really you've really uh, worked your way up the ranks. Um, but I'm just not gonna just you know hand you Sam Darnold on a silver platter. You know, I, I know he's a process-trusting kind of a guy. Hell of a guy. But um, you're going to have to uh, sweeten that sweeten that pot just a little bit. And don't be looking at no trade charts, all right? Take your trade chart, and you shove that where the sun don't shine because we're talking franchise quarterbacks here. Well, I'm going to need a counteroffer if you're just going to disrespect <laughs> me and, and drag my name through hey. the mud. I don't like doing business with, with guys that are disrespectful. There's probably, a, you know... A reason that you got fired in Carolina, and I think maybe when they were uh, they were making their hire to to replace Marty Herney, they maybe picked the wrong guy. I think I, I did just fine in the interim role. So um, you know, I'm I'm not just some slappy GM that's gonna roll over for you. Why don't you give me a counter offer instead of insulting my good name? Perhaps this is where the trade negotiations have soured because because Dave Gettleman referred to Brandon Bean as Towel Boy. Yeah, that would be pretty bad if he actually did say that. <laughs> I just got to say I'm talking in a, a David Gettleman voice here. Not David Gettleman is myself. a Boston guy. He's probably a little rough around the edges. You probably. never know. Yeah. His communication might might not be on, on point here. All, All right, right, well, here, let me throw one at you. You give me both of your first-rounders this year, one of your second-rounders, your choice, this year, and that first-rounder next year. Straight up. For, I would presume, Sam Darnold. Your quarterback for the next 87 years. So that's 12... <laughs> Hall of Famer, mind you. Uh, yes. So that's 12-22, one of the second rounders, correct? Correct. And next year's first. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is your uh, offer for that's second offer. overall. That's the offer. See, when I look at the, the chart here... Here we go with charts. And the chart matters. The chart's real. The, the value is real. And... The Jets, you know, skewed the chart a little bit. I'll, I'll grant them that. But your pick's worth twenty six hundred points. You're, you're asking me to give you, you know, somewhere in the twenty seven to three thousand range, and that's quite a bit. So I'm going to need you to kick back another draft pick, maybe call it a fourth rounder, and we, and we can get this thing done. And you'll keep that second rounder in it for this year as well. Keep the second rounder in there. Give you three firsts. For your one and a four. You've got yourself a deal. All right. You've got yourself a deal. So the trade offer the the that was accepted. Buffalo gives up 12, 22, 53, and... That was my choice, so I'm going to say 56. <laughs> Dave, how do you Oh, that's about? fine. That's uh, fine. We, we fleeced them, so, you oh, know, I don't All right, care. so 12, 22, 56, and next year's first round pick. And in return... The Buffalo Bills get number two overall, and they also get number 108, the fourth rounder agreed upon in this trade. So now, the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. 
And with the number two overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Sam Darnold, quarterback USC. Well, there it is. The Buffalo Bills get their franchise quarterback, and you know it's. I think this is their guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think. I, do too. I think he would be, if not at the top, right there at number two on their board. I. He checks a lot of the boxes that they look for off the field um, as a, you know, competitor and as a very very boring quote uh, and a you know by the book kind of. Uh, you know, toe the line type of player. And on the field, I think you're getting a quarterback with special upside. He's still very young. There's a lot he has to iron out in terms of turnovers and maybe his throwing motion, his footwork. He's a little bit sloppy, but he gets the job done. He's got a great arm. I love his ability to create out of structure, you know, and hey, still have a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Still have two third-round picks. Both of them, yeah. Have two fourth-round picks. Gave up the one next year, but find a way to get get back in the first if we need to. And, you know, lesser GMs have survived without a first-round pick, so feeling pretty good about fleecing my old boss. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think Sam... <laughs> a little shade thrown there from the towel boy to, uh, to Dave Gettleman. Um, there, I, I think this is the right move for the Buffalo Bills, if they can pull it off, if the Giants would actually be willing to give up on Sam Darnold, which it certainly sounds like that they might just punt on the quarterback position, unexpectedly so, because, you know, Eli Manning's got another 28 years in him, so why, so why not go for it, <laughs> I'm right? not sure if they will trade. Dave Gettleman is kind of a dummy. Um, <laughs> and he's the way he's talking, either he's throwing up a lot mm-hmm. of smoke to drive up the value of the pick, or... He legitimately wants to draft either Saquon Barkley or Bradley Chubb. And I think if you're not picking a quarterback at number two to pass on even the package that I just offered, which would probably be a pretty good deal for the Bills, to pass on three first-round picks and and a second-round pick mm-hmm. for yeah. a running back? Yeah. Well, let Stupid. me ask you guys this. I mean, you're covering the, the team and the GM day in and day out. I mean, is that an offer that... That Brandon Bean would would realistically consider. I, would you, oh yeah. Will he part with next year's number one? I think he will for Darnold. Yeah. Maybe. For, I'm not really sure how they feel about Allen. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I think they might do it for Allen. Maybe they would to do be it honest. for Allen. It's kind of a. It's tough to say. But there's probably one or two of these guys that they'd be willing to do it for. The other spot is that I was eyeing, if not this one, would be five. Because John Elway put up that pick for sale yesterday. And number four would be another spot. I think the Broncos and Giants aren't in the quarterback market. Right. Which changes the top five a little bit. because Even for Sam Darnold, do you think? Because I, I, it seems like that's the only guy they would consider it to for a yeah, quarterback. Yeah, maybe they would. But even then, uh, I just feel like they're... I mean, Dave Gettleman's getting old. Mm-hmm. He wants to win now. He's mm-hmm. got a quarterback... You know who you can probably win with. I think it, it doesn't feel like either of those teams are seriously in the quarterback market. Maybe they want people to think they're in the quarterback market just enough to get them to trade up, but I just don't know if that's that's for sure. So quarterbacks could still go one, two, three, five, but it would require some trading to be involved and. 
the Bills could sit back and be a little bit patient and look at number five, maybe maybe not give up next year's first. But yeah. the opportunity, if it, I think if you're sitting there and you believe strongly in Sam Darnold as a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback, and it comes down to the deal breaker is whether you're going to include next year's first, I think you give it up. Because I think if Sam Darnold's your quarterback, your record's not going to be as bad as you think it is. A lot of people are saying, oh, don't give up next year's first. It's going to be a top 10 pick. I'm not convinced. I mean, just going through the schedule last night, I penciled them in at 9-7, and seven, which may be a little bit optimistic, but the rest of the AFC isn't good. So, you know, I think same thing as last year, that they could exceed expectations if they get a quarterback. I think Sam Darnold can, you know, help you right away. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And didn't you also say you were a bit of a clairvoyant a couple a couple days ago, Mr. Fairbairn? I did. I did have a dream on, what was it, Wednesday night that the Bills— <laughs> found a way to land Sam Darnold. I don't know. I don't remember how it happened. You had a dream. But they did it. And I thought, wow, this is great news because I did a very in-depth scouting report on Sam Darnold. <laughs> let, me, let me share that out. But um, that's all I can remember about the dream. But it happened. Between now and then, I could have a dream that they pick all five of these quarterbacks. Right. Who knows? Maybe a little JT Barrett. Probably, probably just proof that I'm thinking about the draft a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all are, but it's part of the, it's part of it. You love it. Go ahead, Ty. If the Bills go through these these three drafts, you know this one and the previous two. I mean, you're looking at Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. You look at uh, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Mitchell Trubisky, Sam. I mean, uh, you could be talking about eight to twelve franchise quarterbacks if they go through through these three drafts and don't come away with one of them that would be disaster Mm -hmm. i mean it really would i mean and and, yeah we're poking fun and you know as david gettleman you know talking about brandon being being his his old uh communications guy top boy but it's remarkable how far brandon means come to be in this position to set the course for the buffalo bills i mean next week their franchise could go one of two directions it's the most important draft the bills have had in a long long time and it is a career-defining draft for Brandon Bean. And mm-hmm. by the way, it's his first draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it before, but he legitimately has, I think, more work and more on his plate than arguably any general manager in the NFL heading into this draft. Most of those guys could, you know, be kicking back and hanging out most of the night, yeah. you know, picking in the back half of the first round. Even the Browns at one and four. That should be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. The Bills have a lot to sort through and a lot of pressure because so much is out of their control. And when you have to be that serious in negotiations with what, at least three teams, I would say the Giants, the Broncos, the Colts, throw the Browns in there. And you have to have serious conversations, serious trade negotiations, juggling all of those while drawing the line and valuing your quarterbacks. Yeah, this is going to define Brandon Bean as a general manager. And they have no the better they have no better opportunity. It's it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have six picks out of the first ninety six, two of which are first rounders. I mean, if you don't do something with that to go up and land one of these guys, <clears throat> and I know you need a trade partner, it's it's that's certainly evident here, but you'd have to think that Bean is going to do whatever it takes to get get into that position to draft that guy because he knows he he might never have this opportunity to have these type of assets again. He's not going to be able to rip the roster clean of these veteran players that uh, that you know he, he traded away to get all these picks mm-hmm. because then you would just be continually uh, 
tearing down your roster just for draft picks. And they don't want to get into that situation. So and the, the, the time idea, to strike is now. Well, the idea of keeping all the picks is, you know, one that's sort of become a little bit, you know, popular uh, in recent weeks. But people are just getting greedy. But think about, you know, keeping all the picks. Are You're not guaranteed six starters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could miss mm-hmm. easily on a couple of those picks. I mean, they picked Zay Jones in the second round last year. He didn't do a whole lot for him as a rookie. Maybe he, he bounces back, but there's there's no slam dunk in any round, let alone, you know, when you get to round two and beyond. Not to say those aren't valuable picks, but if parting with one of them mm-hmm. or next year's first gets you back into the, you know, with a shot at a guy that could change your franchise, it's really, it's the reason you collected the picks in the first place. And also, there's this. Have you ever guys, have you guys ever bought a new car? Yeah. I okay. Have, yeah. Unfortunately. Same with me. What happens when you drive the car off the lot? It depreciates. It depreciates in, in yeah. value immediately. And guess what happens? Especially what? when you drive a Ford Focus like me. <laughs> and guess what? And guess what happens when you pick a player and it's no longer just a draft pick? Decreases. Yeah, in Zay value. Jones isn't as valuable as a second round pick. Yep. Right. That I mean, he's just not anymore. If so, you traded him today, what would you get for him? Shaq Lawson is not as valuable as I a mean, first round pick. If you traded pick. Shaq Lawson, what would you get for him? Day Maybe third three or pick? fourth? Probably a fourth-round pick at best. Yeah. I mean, same probably goes for Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, you know, the on the one hand, yeah, the draft's a crapshoot, so give yourself as many chances as possible and, and keep the picks and, you know, throw as many darts at the board as you can. But also realize that maybe they're not, you know... the For instance, when the Bills traded that first-round pick mm-hmm. away to get Sammy Watkins, the next year, yeah, it would have been nice to have the first-round pick to have the chip to move around the board. But it ended up not being a very impressive draft. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, that 19th overall pick or whatever it was, you know, turned into a, just a ho-hum player. So mm-hmm. I think if you believe in what you're doing, if you believe in the player, you move the pick next year's first. You can find a way back into the first or you can just live with not being in the first. You mm-hmm. can, you know, again, he's Brandon Bean's shown he's not afraid to trade players for picks. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they can, you know, still pull off a few deals like that. Get a few day two picks. I just think it's um, if that's the deal breaker, you can't sit there and say, "Nah, I guess we'll we'll pass on this guy we think's a franchise quarterback because yeah. I really want to keep that 2019 first rounder so I can pick myself a, a defensive tackle, pick myself a hog molly." <laughs> yeah, it, 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 he's going to be very aggressive. So, uh, Tyler, do you have something to add, real quick? Oh no, just I, I don't know. I, I would like to think that. Dave Gettleman himself is just kind of like throwing a lot of BS out there because I think he it, might be because really like he is in a perfect position. It, it almost makes too much sense, right? The Bills are willing yeah. to give up all this to get a quarterback. The Giants they have a chance here to get four or five starters out of that pick and believe they have a good quarterback. I, I know maybe Saquon Barkley, you know, is generational and all of that, but I mean it just makes too much sense. I I would like to think when push comes to shove that yeah. that. It, they find a way to, to do a deal. Logic prevails, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. He could be throwing out a lot of smoke. Like I said, he could yeah. just be saying, oh, trying to drum up the value of the pick by yeah. talking about Hall of Famers and Saquon Barkley and how just valuable the pick is. That could just be yeah. his way yeah. of. I mean, all these guys are throwing some misdirection and 
not being totally truthful. So And maybe the Bills just want to see the Browns take Josh Allen and, and right. Darnold's their guy, and then once that sets it into motion officially, then you have a trade. All right. So we are two picks in to uh, our mock draft, and the Bills land their franchise quarterback. And they still have some uh, some pretty good uh, assets. Still got here. a two and two threes, <clears throat> 50, two fours. Could get back in around one. Absolutely, if I wanted to. Fifty three, sixty five, ninety six. Still uh, got uh, Shaq Lawson and Jerry Hughes on the roster. Maybe I'll throw them into a, a trade. One oh eight and one twenty one. So I mean, that's why you want to keep keep in line here with the, with the rest of this mob because you never know if the Bills move up. Never know. All right, let's get back on track here. Uh, next on the clock are the New York Jets who traded up to get to number three with the focal point on doing one thing, and that's the same thing that the Buffalo Bills just did. And our uh, Jets GM here today is Matthew Fairburn. So I, I would tend to think you aren't going to trade this pick since you just traded into it. So, Matthew, without further ado. With the number three pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Baker Mayfield, quarterback Oklahoma. I think... You know, early on, it didn't seem like Baker Mayfield was their guy, but as things have gone on, it they've they're either making it they either want everybody to think Baker Mayfield's their guy or he really is their guy because that's what a whole host of people are are talking about, including Manish Mehta, uh, our guy down there at the New York Daily News. So I think they traded into the top three because they saw three of these guys as you know, players they would want to build around and they get, maybe it's their top choice. We'll never know. Um, but I think Baker Mayfield has every chance that Sam Darnold and Josh Allen do to be a franchise quarterback, maybe even better. Yeah. I, I think Baker to the Jets is looking more and more solid as, as the days kind of go here. And, um, Trust Manish Mehta, guys. I mean, you yesterday guys, you guys he called, called me soft in in a direct message. Was, he did not. He did. I got the. I got it right here. <laughs> I, well, he sent me a link to his story saying, uh, you know, a couple of Bills games, uh, pack your thermals or something, you know, for the Bills Jets yeah. games. And I said I pack my thermals for every game. <laughs> and he said soft. <laughs> oh, good old. Not Manish. unfair. <laughs> so Manish has been very much on the Baker to the Jets bandwagon for a while now, and I, and I trust him and knowing yeah. that he knows his stuff. So I think I think that's a solid selection and quite realistic. And I like teams in general thinking outside the box. I mean, I think, sure. you know, initially you'd think, oh, he's too short, he's too this, he's too that. I mean, he had two of the best seasons in college football history. He just finds a way to, you know, create his own passing windows and gets it done. So I, I would like to think that logic would prevail there as well. Mm-hmm. And he's a high pick, isn't somebody that slides and slides. And but. he gets to sit behind Josh McCown. Mm-hmm. slash Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Johnny Manziel recently opened up about how you know important Josh McCown was, and if he had been there from yeah. the get-go, you know, who knows? Things might have gone different in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Not to say Baker Mayfield's Johnny Manziel. People just to love say, Josh McCown around the whole, entire NFL. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. He's basically a $10 million a year quarterback coach who yeah. also goes out there and takes a beating for you. So Man. he played pretty well last year. Um, Teddy's never going to get on the field, is he? No. It doesn't seem like it. He might not make the roster, given the way his contract no, is structured. that would be something. There's not a lot of guaranteed money, and if they want to cut him, they can cut him very easily before the mm. start of the season. Crazy stuff. All right, let's move along here. Uh, now on the clock, once again, the Cleveland Browns at number four after quarterbacks have gone one, two, and three. 
we as the Browns here, we're, we're looking at a couple of different things, but we also realize that there was an opportunity here. Now, the Broncos are very much uh, in the market for either a guard like Quentin Nelson or a running back like Saquon Barkley after they just dropped C.J. Anderson. They just released him. So, I mean, hey, I know the Buccaneers are out there. They need a running back pretty hard. Um, there's some other teams. If, if you want Saquon Barkley, come and get your boy. Because <laughs> because this is, this is the spot to strike so the Broncos don't get him. Uh, Saquon Barkley, to me, as Jason Light, as the uh, Bucks general manager, I'm not selling out for a running back. Uh, I know better. I'm not. Not only am I, you know, not gonna, you know, jump the gun, but I'm not giving up multiple picks to draft a running back in the top five of the draft. Hey, maybe he'll slide to me at seven. I'll find out. Well, uh, we. So I, I think Tyler probably would be. Hey, how about the Giants? Giants want to move back to four. No, nah, I think we've. we've uh, I mean, stay put. You've got next year's first already. I mean, if if you want that generational talent, you want to come up and get Bradley Chubb. If you make it worth our while, you can do it. I think we're gonna let the board trickle and fall as it may. Yeah, right. Maybe you get a guy who only gives you fifteen All Pro seasons, yeah. at twelve, but still a nice. Still not bad. Still not too bad there. All right. Well, if no one is going to play in the sandbox with me here, I'm I'm just <laughs> gonna have to go ahead and make the pick as John Dorsey. With the fourth overall selection, the Cleveland Browns have taken Bradley Chubb, the defensive end out of NC State. And, gentlemen, the reason why this is done is because uh, the really unique opportunity to add two top-flight defensive end prospects in Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb have both of them under roster on a rookie contract for the next three years, and maybe even both of them under contract for the next four if you give the option year to Miles Garrett. I think that opportunity right there, John Dorsey builds his teams with uh, up front. I mean, he's got the offensive line already settled. He's got to, he wants to get the defensive line settled and, and create some pressure. He's got the big arm quarterback now in Josh Allen. So they go with Bradley Chubb at fourth overall, and uh, and they'll wait to get the running back because this is a pretty deep class. I love it. I mean, the, I think that John Dorsey too, coming from you know that Ron Wolf personnel tree. I mean, he's he knows what's important. I mean, you you've got to have a quarterback. You got to have somebody that gets after the quarterback. I, I can definitely see them prioritizing those. Two positions. I don't know if Josh Allen is the right choice or not, but yeah, I, I think that they pass on Saquon Barkley. And I know Barkley said the right things, but uh, it sounds like his reps don't want him going to the Browns. And if I'm the Browns, I say, all right, peace. Screw you, dude. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't you get you. a chance to draft your top quarterback and your top non-quarterback. That's pretty simple. It's yeah. pretty easy. It should mm-hmm. not be complicated for the Cleveland Browns. I don't think they're going to trade. Maybe they will, but... They would entertain it. I mean, you know, for the right price, yeah. But um, I think when you're sitting there at one and four and you get a premier pass rusher and what you hope is a franchise Mm -hmm. quarterback, you have to be pretty happy about it. All right, so uh, Bradley Chubb goes fourth overall to the Cleveland Browns. All right, next on the clock... Tyler Dunn slash Czar John Elway and the Denver Broncos at fifth overall. You are now on the clock. Just zarring around over here. Just zarring around. Just zarring around. Actually, before you get started, hey, Arizona here. We'd like to make a deal. Ooh. You know, we, we see the opportunity here. We know New England's going to be hot after Josh Rosen coming up pretty pretty quick here. 
Now, we know from 15 to 5, it's going to be a legit jump for mm-hmm. you. We, we get that. But I think we can package to the, together something good enough where everyone comes out happy. So let's, if you'll entertain me here, um, let's kick off some negotiations. Mm-hmm. And I would like to offer you 15th overall. Okay. And I would also like to offer you 47th overall. And I will also offer you next year's second round pick to do the deal. So you get a one, a two, and next year's two to uh, to do it. Now, before you before you accept that deal, I'm the Saints. I'm, I'm good old Mickey Loomis over here. <laughs> Drew Brees is getting pretty old, and I, I kind of need a quarterback myself. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you a, a one, our one here, uh, late in the first. Okay. I'm gonna offer you next year's one. And we'll start there. How do you feel about that? You get next, so, you get a future one, and you get, you know, our first round pick this year. We come up and, and get our guy. Is this a three way phone call? Perfect. I got, I got two phones. <laughs> as a wise man once said. <laughs> uh, it's it, listen. It, it, I'm sure that offer is entertaining because you get next year's first, right? Well, yes. Very. We we lean, at, in, lean in that direction. But hang on a minute. Tangible, uh, tangible things. You you would get. Our first, our second, and then our next year's second, which is probably going to be pretty high in the order because we're not going to be that great this year based on the quarterback play that we have. So to me, if if you need a pot sweetener, I I can do it. Just just let me know what you're looking for, and and we'll try to we'll try to amend a deal here. I mean, you would be dropping to 15 rather than to 27. Keep that in mind. All of this sounds very very nice, guys. I appreciate the. Uh... The kind offers, but I'm John Elway sitting here looking at my depth chart, looking at my division, looking at the fact that, you know, I was just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and I like what I see. I like the fact that we brought in Case Keenum. You know, I, I don't think that was a fluke. I don't think 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, seven picks was a fluke. He was a playmaker. He, he wasn't part... He, what do you need that look for? <laughs> this, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Seriously. I mean, this, look at what he did in the pocket. It wasn't like he was just a placeholder, a caretaker. I think been hitting the line a little early here on draft. <laughs> no. no I, I'm, I you really I'm think you should be hitting the sauces early know, with a bun right in the now, oven? We can win with Case Keenum. He just took a team to the NFC Championship game, and we've, we've got more weapons than he even had around him then. Demarius Thomas, Manuel Sanders. Uh, I, I like the fact that we are one player away on offense which I'll get to. And defensively, Von Miller may be the best defensive player in the game. John. Still have a solid secondary. We are a Saquon Barkley away from jumping right back into contention. Now, we want to win now. Now, John, before you do anything rash, let's talk, okay? Let's let's just chat a little bit here because the running back would be great for you, right? But the, the drop-down from going from Barkley to Darius Geis – it's not that big. It's not as big as people think. So if you if you come down to fifteen, I'll tell you what. I will give you fifteen. I will give you next year's first, and I'll give you our fourth round pick, which is let's see, let me get there. One hundred thirty four overall. So you get a one, a one, and next year's fourth. Do you have uh, Do you have YouTube there, my good man? Pull up Super Bowl thirty two. Take a look at old Terrell Davis, migraines, blind for a quarter, couldn't even see, running rough shot through I'm the Green Bay here, Packers Mickey. defense. I'm trying, Mickey. Running backs matter. 
in the in my mind. They still matter. As they did then. Heck, I was a rickety old man then, and you, I won a Super Bowl. You just said your your pick was up for sale yesterday. I did. And now it's not. Well, that was a smokescreen. That was just me <laughs> diary at the mouth. Didn't really, that those are just words. Last ditch. Now it's my pick, and I'm going to be honest. Last ditch here. This year's first. Okay. Which th- is which is 15. fifteen. Okay. Next year's first. And screw it. This year's second. Fifteen forty-seven. Next year's first to go to go from five to fifteen. But. I think that you, you, yeah, you guys have a nice squad yourselves. You guys have the kind of roster that could rebound, and that first next year could be twentieth. If this I is mean, what John Elway actually does, he is. We not are smart. getting, we are getting, maybe a top five back with this pick instantly in Saquon Barkley. Listen. You're talking four four speed, twenty nine thirty reps at the bench. What was his vertical? Forty one inch vertical. Hey, you don't see out. that combination. You don't see that combination. I have okay, I'm going to duck out of these trade negotiations. Just wish you the best of luck. I have, I have gone above and beyond here. Okay. This is this is hey, you way drop, in you your drop favor. back ten spots. You might not get. Uh, you know. A don't listen stuff. to Mickey. You Mickey has hung one. up already. <laughs> Are you sure about this? I'm job? positive about this. I'm right, typing whatever. it in right now. Whatever. Okay. With the fifth overall selection, the Denver Broncos select Saquon Barkley. All right. Well, uh, Saquon Barkley is off the board at fifth overall. He heads to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, pretty interesting there. I think, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sold uh, that, that they don't move out. I mean, if they, if they, if they stay, I mean, that's, that's a likelihood of a pick there. But mm-hmm. uh, I, think, I think John Elway legitimately wants to move down. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens there. Well, I was just John Elway and decided to stay. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking you, about. You neglected a first, next year's first, and this year's second just to stay and take a running back. You might, you might have uh, toppled Dave Gettleman here on the, on the GM. But what, John Elway, and, not, and, you, all right, not you. In all honesty, all right, so John Elway said that yesterday. Mm-hmm. What GM would say the opposite? What GM would stand there and say, "We are not open to trades at number five overall"? I, like, true. I agree would with say you. that. And dropping down ten picks or twenty picks, as I proposed, you know that is a big ask. Which yeah. is why the Bills getting up to twelve, I think, was important. Even then, asking the Giants to drop down ten picks, it's a big ask. That's a big gap in a draft where. A lot of people are saying 16 to, say, 60 is mm-hmm. kind of jumbled. And uh, I think... And it could be a top-heavy draft. Right. The top 15 might be big-time players, but from 16 to whatever, you're kind of you know in a, a muddled group of you know where things start to level off, which is why loading up on second and third rounders is, is you know, interesting, but maybe dropping out of one of those top spots isn't super appealing. Yeah. All right. So uh, Saquon Barkley goes fifth overall to the Denver Broncos. On the clock, the Indianapolis Colts at number six, who traded down from number three to the New York Jets. And uh, I have the Indianapolis Colts. I'm Chris Baylor today. And uh, gentlemen, um, specifically, Mr. Loomis, if you would like to come get your boy, I am ready, willing, and able to, uh, to speak to you. That uh, about whether or not um, we could 
potentially strike a deal here. So if you have an offer, I would love to hear it. Well, as we sit here, I think, you know, the same offer I, I just proposed makes a lot of sense. I mean, six. The looking at the chart, you've got 1600 on the trade value for pick six. Pick 27 is in my pocket at about 680 And a future one, you know, you throw it somewhere in the middle of the first round. Even if you assume we're going to be a playoff team because we're just a perennial juggernaut knowing what we're doing down here. You could even throw us in the twenties, and I, I think you know you're we're right in the ballpark there. Uh, you know we're we're somewhere in the you know sixteen seventeen hundred range. So I think a one and a future one is again. I know it's a lot to ask you dropping down this far, but but that's our offer. Well, listen, I think uh, I think first and foremost we're on the warning track here, uh, and we're potentially about to about to hit it over the fence and, and get a home run of a deal here. But I'm going to need a little something more. And it, that's just because, look, 21 picks is a lot to, to drop down, especially in this draft. We could sit here and get protection for our quarterback. We could sit here and get a top-flight linebacker. So it's a big ask of us, especially because we're assuming you're moving up to get a quarterback. So if you would do me the distinct honor of giving up your 91st overall selection as well, I think we could make something work here. Well, as I'm looking at it here, I mean, pick 91, we don't have a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just talked about this draft. We're trying to stay true to our board. We're trying to stay true to the value. And, you know, we we feel like we've offered you a fair fair deal. And if if the third-rounder is going to, you know— if that's going to break the back, then then we'll we'll back out. We're going to stay true to what what we offered. We think it's fair based on the board, and we're not gonna we're not gonna screw with the chart. What if what if we do this? You throw us ninety one. We'll throw, let's see, we'll throw one forty back at you. So you 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 bump down picks. You still keep a pick, and you go up and get your quarterback. You throw one oh four. You might have a deal. I, th- I think I think we could do that. So, do we have a deal? Yeah, I'd say we got a deal. All right, so the New Orleans Saints have moved up to number six in trading with the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts get a first-round pick this year, the 27th overall selection. Uh, next year's first-round pick of the New Orleans Saints, they get 91 overall from the Saints, and they the Colts also surrender 104. So now on the clock, the New Orleans Saints. And with the number six pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Josh Rosen, quarterback, UCLA. Wow, here we are. So they find get, a successor to Drew Brees. They get their mm. backup mm. to uh, mm. to Drew Brees. What do you think about that, Tyler Dunn? I think you've got your successor on your roster already, and uh, and one Mister uh, Mister. Taysom Hill. I didn't want to screw yeah. that name up. Yeah. <laughs> Taysom Hill. I mean, how how does former John, Packer preseason great? How does John Elway feel here? Because this is uh, this is to, they they gave up on all of those picks just to uh, just to get a running back. I th- I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, all right. Feeling pretty good just, because Saquon Barkley's the best player in the NFL draft, oh and boy. we just ponied up for Case Keenum. Uh-huh. And uh, we're fine. We're, right. fine. we're we'll, looking we'll, to win now. We'll see you at the top of the draft. Um, okay, so now we are six picks in. The Saints moved up. Quarterbacks have gone four out of the top six picks. And now on the board, number seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the GM here is Matthew Fairburn. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers are in a pretty good spot the way the board fell. They have the option to 
either take the draft's best guard. They have the option to take the best defensive back they they deem fit on on the board here, or they could entertain a trade. Uh, always open to trades, but with all the quarterbacks off the board, I'm not sure a trade makes a ton of sense for them. Mm-hmm. So, as the Buccaneers, I'm going to sit here and. With the number seven overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will select Quentin Nelson, Ooh. guard Ooh. out of Notre Dame. That Looking to, to boost the offensive line, uh, continue to help the running game. Looking at a, a generational guard prospect here, and I think he's a guy that you plug and play, you protect Jameis Winston, and take that offense to the next level. Neglecting uh, the defense, which which seemed to be a little bit of a problem for them. But it's a deep, deep draft at defensive back. Sure. I think we can get some talent in the second and third round. And I don't know that we're ever going to find a guard like Quentin Nelson in my lifetime again. <laughs> really? Feel that? Oh, you're a Tampa Bay. I'm Jason still. White. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tampa Bay goes Quentin Nelson. So now on the clock, the Chicago Bears... At number eight, Ryan Pace uh, has has a chance to do some things here. Um, hey, Ryan, before you get going. Here we go. Uh, Chris Ballard here from the Colts. <laughs> we just moved down from, uh, from you know, sixth overall, but but we've got some assets here. And okay. we're, we're looking to deal to, to get back up to your selection. So we have 27. That's now our top pick. The, th- the other thing that we have is three second-round picks. And you know, I, I think I think we could potentially do something here. So, what? How, how about this? What if I give you our twenty-seven, mm-hmm. our thirty-six? Let's see, that would put us up around twelve twenty, and we will also give you ninety-one, which we just acquired from the Saints to uh, to do it. So. A one, two, and a three to move down, and we don't want anything on the back end. It's fair on the draft value chart. What do you say? Man, that is a really, really steep fall for, for me as Ryan Pace here. Understood. I appreciate the call there, but I'm also looking at my division and seeing Aaron Rodgers, seeing Matt Stafford, seeing Kirk Cousins, and seeing not a heck of a lot in my own secondary. So the best cornerback is still on the board. I know Vic Fangio, my D coordinator, he, uh, he likes those taller corners, but... Denzel Ward is our selection with the 8th overall pick out of Ohio State. Ryan Pace didn't even make a counteroffer, and I, for one, am not happy about it. Yeah, well, when you're Chris Ballard, if you really wanted to be picking in the top 10, you probably shouldn't have traded in the first place. Yeah. True, true, but oh, yeah. it ha- getting next year's first was the draw there, I think, um, for, for him to have a couple of those picks. So. Should be number 32 overall with Drew Brees and Josh Rosen in the fold. All right, so Denzel Ward goes eighth overall to the uh, to the Chicago Bears. So next on the clock, number nine, the San Francisco 49ers, which are owned by Matthew Fairburn. And Matthew slash John Lynch. Chris Ballard here again. We're we're eager. We're eager. Yeah, Chris, that's great. We're gonna go ahead and make our selection here. <laughs> uh, you know, the 49ers are in a pretty good spot. Denzel Ward just came off the board, but linebacker is a bit of an issue after Reuben Foster got himself into some trouble. And, you know, if the board falls like this, there's no reason to really entertain offers because the Oakland Raiders will take our guy off the board if we do. So with the number nine pick in the 2018 NFL draft, 
the San Francisco 49ers select Roquan Smith, linebacker out of Georgia. Roquan Smith heads to the San Francisco 49ers and uh, and the first linebackers off the board. No arguments there. That's 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 mm-hmm. a that's a good pick. So uh, next up, we go to number ten, which is the Oakland Raiders and John Gruden and hey. John here. How's it going? Um, so to me, unless anyone is looking to trade, uh, it comes down to two things. Whether or not you protect Derek Carr or you address the linebacker position. And I think you can make a, a pretty legitimate case for both here. But I don't know. I, I'm, I am of the belief. We signed a few linebackers in free agency. Uh, I don't know that that's as important. Um, mm-hmm. as important anymore. But protecting our own, protecting our guy from not getting injured and not having to worry about his life on a week-to-week basis because Donald Penn's getting up there in age, I, I think I think I got to protect my assets. If Roquan Smith was there, I probably would have taken him. But since he is not, I'm going to protect because offensive tackle, the depth in this class, not great. So with the 10th overall selection, the Oakland Raiders have selected... Mike McGlinchey, the uh, the tackle from Notre Dame. I'll allow it. He's a good player. Will he be the first offensive tackle off the board? There's a rumor circulating that that could be Colton Miller mm. out of UCLA, which we always seem to get a weird offensive lineman situation mm-hmm. on draft day sure. where there's just a guy that you know, media has overlooked, and in NFL circles, you know, that guy's just been kicking around as a solid first-round pick. Now, also worth pointing out that I think around this time of year, there are usually about 75 players that are sure first-round picks in only 32 <laughs> spots. So, Absolutely. Um, but I, I think Mike McGlinchey is one of the most consistent offensive linemen in this class. That'd be a pretty good uh, recruiting chip for Notre Dame to have two O-linemen go in the top 10 of the draft. For sure it would. All right, let's just run down the top 10 really quick. Number one, Cleveland Browns selected Josh Allen. Number two, the Bills traded up to select Sam Darnold. Number three, the Jets went Baker Mayfield. Number four, the Browns stood pat, took Bradley Chubb. Number five, despite the overtures from two different teams, the Broncos neglected taking a first-round pick next year to uh, select Saquon Barkley. Number six, the Saints moved up to go get their quarterback of the future, Josh Rosen. Number seven, Quentin Nelson heads to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number eight, Chicago selects Denzel Ward. Number nine, Roquan Smith heads to the San Francisco 49ers. And number 10, the Oakland Raiders just selected Mike McGlinchey. All right, so back into the uh, into the uh, second part. Of, uh, we're going to get close to the teens here. But uh, next on the board, the Miami Dolphins at 11th overall and owned by Tyler Dunn, Miami. What are you looking at here, and uh, and and what's what's the play? Well, if I'm Adam Gaze, I'm bumming out a little bit because you know you look around the division and Baker Mayfield's in New York, the Bills get their guy in Sam Darnold, and still waiting for Ryan Tannehill to take that next step. Seems like we've been thinking that for a, quite a while here. That's all right. He's only going to be thirty, so he's exactly. got a, he's got another knee to tear. I think. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, it, it really. I like Ryan Tannehill. He was I do too playing pretty well before that last injury, actually. Um, Everybody knows that once you turn 30, things, things start click. looking up. They I click. think the two gentlemen knowledge. sitting with me at this table are fine evidence. You'll be here. <laughs> You'll be here soon. But if I'm Miami right now, um, I just think you, you just have to replace a player that you weren't expecting to replace 
couple of years ago when you handed him $500 million <laughs> in Dynamic and Sue, Vita Vea ah. has got to come off the board here for Miami. D-tackle, huge, disruptive. I like him a lot and comes at a little bit cheaper of a price. Okay, so Vita Vea. Now the, uh, Less of a headache as well. Proud owner, uh, the Dolphins are the proud owners of uh, drafting Vita Vea at 11th overall. Now on the clock, Dave Gettleman. He's back at number 12 and on the board. And uh, Dave, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say you are not going to trade down again because that is very much out of character for you. Dave. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were pretending to be other people. I was zoning out there. <laughs> no, we're going to stay put. We're going to stay put. And I, really, though, I guess this is the danger if you're the if you're the Giants. And, I mean, we see a lot of blue chippers off the board now. Now you're not, not as much of a slam dunk with whoever you draft at this point. Right? So I, I do think, though, that... With this pick, you just take the best DB that's out there. Maybe the best player in the entire draft, Bob McGinn. The the best draft analyst this side of the Mississippi and the other side of the Mississippi. <laughs> that's One GM it. told him that Minka Fitzpatrick is the best player in the draft. Minka Fitzpatrick, safety out of Alabama. He comes off the board here. All right, so Minka Fitzpatrick heads to the New York Giants. I think that's a bit of an upset pick there, but uh, but you know they the Gettleman's are staying true to their board. You would have thought maybe you wanted a hog molly. Yeah, there were, much he there were a hog few mollies. hog mollies on the board, but the biggest hog molly of them all came off the board one pick too soon. Mm-hmm. I think Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't know where do you play him? You play him at nickel corner. That's where he played most of the time at Alabama. I think he can make an impact there. Uh, I think the league's opinion on nickel corners is starting to change, and maybe that call, you know, causes Minka Fitzpatrick to slide a little bit because he's not a true boundary corner. But I think the versatility is is something worth, uh, well worth the top half of the first round pick. All right. Well, uh, now next on the board is Washington at 13th overall. I I have them. Um, in Guys, there is a guy by the name of Derwin James that's still on the board, and I know Green Bay would be hot on the trail for Derwin James. So if there's a team out there that would like to set their secondary apart and perhaps all parts of their defense apart with uh, with a guy like Derwin James, we are very much open for business to moving down. So if if you are one of those teams, by all means, we uh, come come get uh, come get perhaps the best solid safety in a pretty weak safety class. I don't have too many teams left. Any t- you don't? Are you sure? <laughs> I've got the Ravens, I've got the Cowboys, I've got the Lions, the Panthers, and the Vikings. So yeah, uh, I've done a lot of wheeling and dealing. I should probably stay put. All right, all right. So uh, Tyler, I know the Chargers might uh, might be in on on the front. Also, hey, if there's a Lamar team out there that that might want him, I mean, there's a yeah. As the hey, and you know the Packers too could be in the market for a quarterback. <laughs> um. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers seems to be pretty unhappy with the way things are going. Maybe you show him who's boss. Oh, Continue okay. to show him who's boss. And, right. uh, but, yeah, you know, it, I think the Chargers could think about moving up here, actually. Because, okay. I mean, and the Ravens. I don't have the Ravens here. But the Ravens and the Chargers, we're going to get to that. That's such a intriguing spot in this mm-hmm. draft for me. That you've got two teams that could both draft a quarterback for the future. And here's where panic mode could set in. If they like Lamar Jackson or, or even Mason Rudolph a lot, they might 
kind of want to duke it out here and and move up just two, three, four picks, and they might give up a lot to do it. Uh, so if you have the LA Chargers, I know uh, Ozzy's over here. He's usually pretty uh, not much on the board with uh, with trading up to get a guy. So hey, LA, if if you'd like to offer us a deal, I mean, we are more than happy to talk. I think that uh, we're gonna let the board let the let let the board do its work. Tyler does not. <laughs> Offer trades, <laughs> not not in not in the business of trading. No, nope. did did my one big Gettleman trade, and uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna call the Ravens bluff here. I think that they're going to ride this Joe Flacco thing out a little longer while hanging on to a little hope for RG three. Hey, keep in mind the Cardinals are still there and need and need a uh, that's true quarterback That's as true. well. So if if you're looking, yeah, yeah, the Cardinals as well. If you if you want Lamar Jackson. You're going to need to come up and, and, and trade with us. All right, we'll he's throw, we'll throw you a third-round pick. How about that? A third-round pick. So what? So you are offering 17 and 84. That doesn't even equal our pick on the trade value chart. I'll tell you what. You give us your second, and we will kick back to you our fourth, 109. So you, I'm going to pick you, up the phone here as Bob Quinn. Of the Detroit Lions. Ooh! And enter, into the, enter into the fold. That was the hand outstretched. Not done wheeling and dealing just yet. There's, All right, Detroit. There's a guy we like. Okay. We, he might fall to us. We're not really sure, but we're willing to move up a few spots and, and see if we can get this deal done. So what might your offer be? So we're we're, we're giving you one. We're giving you two. Uh, and you give us a, a your one and a three. Okay, I, I, I see what you're what you're going with here, but we do not have a three, so that uh, well that would, that that's not going to work. <laughs> that would that would thwart some things. We do have a four, however, at one oh nine. So, so we can, maybe, how about we go? We give you one, we give you three. You give us one, you give us five. Well, I think I think in order to to do it, we're going to need the two. We're going to need the two if if we're moving down seven slots because that's if if we're going by the draft value chart here. Uh, we'll we'll need that, and and I understand uh, that uh, you know it's a little bit weighty, but we're going to need the two as a part of that. Well, deal. you know, I was I was clearly ill prepared for these negotiations. I didn't even know yet we didn't have a three, so I'm going to duck out and hope the board. Why don't you throw me. Herman Moore into that trade while you're at it? Well, well, let's head back to the Chargers then, because uh, I b- I believe the offer we just we just talked about was. Um, Let's see, you give us your, what was it, the the two, and we'll give you the four, and swip flop ones. That's a deal. That's, That's a deal? A deal. That's All a right. deal. We kind of just, you know, lob that third at you, just to try to get it our way. But yeah, get the bait? Get the bait, yeah. You took the bait, okay. and you ran with it. All right, so uh, the Washington, Washington, I should say, is no longer on the board, and that means the L.A. Chargers have moved up to 13th overall. And with the 13th overall pick, the L.A. Chargers select quarterback Lamar Jackson. Love it. Love the fit. Love everything about it. Anthony Lynn, you know, Lamar doesn't have to play right away. Phillip Rivers will do that. And then he can step into a very successful situation whenever he does. I, you know, I, I, I can't say enough about this fit right here. Yeah, I think Anthony Lynn's a coach who would do what you have to do for Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and tailor your entire playbook around what he does best. And that's what it's going to come down to. For Jackson, I mean, I, he's not, he's not going to be that. What we've always seen out of the position, what we always expect out of the position. But if if you want to tailor to his skill set, he could play in the NFL a long time. So. That would be probably the best quarterback coach combo 
in terms of just intrigue and excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I think the fit makes the most sense for Lamar Jackson. Baltimore makes some sense, but all throughout this process, I've thought, man, it would be great for Lamar Jackson if he ends up with Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. Just knowing Anthony Lynn, the way he thinks, and the way he's willing to bend his scheme to the talent. I think Anthony Lynn's a rising star as a coach, mm-hmm. and I think Lamar Jackson has the potential to be one of, if not the best quarterback in this draft, In that, especially if he lands in L.A. All right, so Lamar Jackson off the board at 13 to the L.A. Chargers who move up to do it. They give up a second, get a fourth on the way back. Pretty even deal, I think. I think that's a good deal. Where it gets interesting, I mean, Phillip Rivers turns 37 in December, but he's also coming off of... 4,500 yards, 28 touchdowns, came within mm-hmm. the play. I mean, they were the best team in the NFL for a month and a half. He's not showing any signs of slowing down. So then you've got, obviously, the situation of, okay, when do you turn the page? I mean, that, that's a good problem to have, I guess. It absolutely is. I mean, I'm, talk about the next team on the board, Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers sat there for a while, and, and that definitely benefited him uh, in his pro- progress and being able to become who he is today. So... I think that's a great situation for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, people forget Aaron Rodgers was terrible in his first preseason. His first training camp, really first couple training camps, he was not good. I mm-hmm. mean, they, there were a lot of fans who wanted him dealt for Randy Moss, and including Brett Favre. So All right. nothing wrong with waiting. All right, so next on the board, speaking of those Packers, you are up at 14th overall. Yeah, I mean, the I like what the Packers... Have done this offseason. Maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't a fan of what they've done this offseason. But Muhammad Wilkerson, Jimmy Graham, they've got a GM in Brian Gutekinds who's, who's willing to sign veterans. And you go back to those playoff losses the last five, six years now, and they just don't have the dogs on defense. They don't have the veterans to win that time of year. So it's a good sign that they're thinking about that anyways. But they, they've got to add a DB. They've got to just take the best one on the board, and, and it's easy here. It's Derwin James. Derwin, Derwin James out of Florida State heading to the Green Bay Packers. No arguments here. I think he's going to be a stud. I really do. Um, all right, next up, uh, 15th overall, the Arizona Cardinals are now on the clock. And the Cardinals, after trying to get in on Josh Rosen unsuccessfully, uh, they ha- are now in a spot where they're going to have to deal with life with Sam Radford and Mike Glennon for the 2018 season. Not ideal. Not ideal. So there's a bunch of different needs here. Uh, now that Lamar Jackson's off the board, that, that pretty much rules out someone trying to trade in to that spot, I think. Um, so they they need stuff all over the offensive line here. Uh, they need an offensive tackle. They need a couple of guards. They, I mean, you could even say, hey, why not take the top receiver on the board here? But I think when it boils down to it, uh, the, you need you need to protect Sam Bradford if he, you're going to have any sort of uh, any sort of chance for him to stay healthy this year. So we're going to stay on the board here, and uh, with the 15th overall selection, the Arizona Cardinals have have taken Colton Miller, the offensive tackle out of USC, to be our new franchise UCLA. left tackle. I'm sorry, UCLA. Sorry. You know, flip-flop in my mind. Um, UCLA and Colton Miller now off the board. That puts the Baltimore Ravens in a pretty interesting spot. Yeah, number 16 overall. The quarterbacks are all off the board, so I don't know that, you know, that is going to be a priority for them. They've been desperate about the wide receiver position this offseason. If they land Des Bryant before the draft, you know, that would certainly help out. 
there's a few different ways they could go here. I feel like Calvin Ridley's the chalk pick, mm-hmm. which makes me not want to do it. Um, I, I Two sneaky needs, I think. Tight end and center. And I don't know that it's too early for a center to come off the board at 16. And there's a guy that's sneaking up boards that I think could be a fit here. And I'm going to go with Frank Ragnow. Wow. Out of Arkansas. That's a bit of a surprise. But Frank Ragnow heading to the Baltimore Ravens at 16th overall. Hey, you know, this is why this this exercise is fun. Because you don't know what the heck's going to happen with this. Kind of slinked and slanked and slunked his way right up there, didn't he? He he sure did. (laughs) Goes ahead of both Billy Price and James Daniels. I think if he had stayed healthy, he would be talked about as the number one center in this draft. And I think... He's a sneaky pick. I think Dallas Goder is sneaky there. And then, you know, could go with any number of wide receivers. Yeah. Um, but I think the wide receiver class isn't as strong at the top as it has been in previous years. So why not wait and get yourself a hog molly in the middle of the first? All right. But so, they've been so desperate at wide receiver, haven't they? I yeah. mean, the, the offer sheet to Ryan Grant. And just today, a two-year offer sheet to Willie Sneed for $10.4 million. Oh, that'll do Willie just fine. Willie Sneed. Okay. Doesn't that tell you they might reach here for a receiver, even if it's not a great draft? But got their they pick could. of anybody, DJ they Moore. Aren't they also in on Des Bryant? Isn't yeah. that a, a rumor? That's too? sort of the thinking is if they land him, you know, they could go a different direction. All right. So and it's more fun if they go a different direction. So Frank Ragnow heads to the Baltimore Ravens at 16th overall. Next on the board, after trading down uh, with the LA Chargers, Washington. So and there's a couple of different directions here for, for Washington to go. I'm the GM here. Um, and I think you can look potentially to the defensive line because they certainly need someone as a, you know, a true nose tackle up the middle uh, of things here. Uh, so Deron Payne is certainly interesting. But Washington was just dreadful from the backfield last year. And I know this might upset a few teams that were hoping this guy would fall. But with the 17th overall selection, Washington selects Darius Geis out of LSU to be the running back that uh, that Jay Gruden can work with and, uh, and potentially try and get the most out of his offense with Alex Smith. Chris Thompson was incredible last year too, wasn't he? Good one-two I mean, punch. that injury, yeah, you, you put those guys together, very mm-hmm. different skill sets. Like it a lot. Yeah, Darius Geis to Washington at 17. All right, next on the clock, the Seattle Seahawks at 18. I have the Seahawks one. And uh, I have a a logistical question for you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have a lot of draft capital. The Seahawks are begging to move down. Could someone play the role of the Seahawks here just just for trade negotiations' sake? (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll play the Seahawks. Okay, thank thank you very much. Okay, so I mean, you've been trying to trade with everybody. You might as well try to trade with yourself. <laughs> well, listen, it, th- this is a legit situation where uh, I think I think the Colts want to strike, and they've got a lot of stuff to do it. So, uh, and it's not that far of a drop for the Seahawks. So, Chris Ballard here, uh, Mr. Schneider, and I would like to know if uh, you would be interested in moving down to twenty-seven. I know you don't have a second or third round pick. And uh, I know that's that that might be a little bit stressful for you because you want to add to your roster. So, I never get stressed out. That's probably right. Neither you or Carol. So what I can do for you is I can give you 27, and I can give you I can give you 49, which is still a second round pick, uh, 
The only thing I would like on the back end of this whole uh, ordeal would be for you to give me 120. So I will give you 27 and 49 for 18 and 120. If I'm throwing in 120, I also want 67. You want 67. That's that's that is a complete rip job right there, buddy. <laughs> and you know it. Well, I'm a I'm a shrewd negotiator and <laughs> I I really need to load up on picks. Um, I'm hurting pretty bad here for for second and third rounders. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's take 67 and 120 out of the negotiation. Chuck in 156, your fifth. And 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 we can uh, we can do a deal here. Yeah, I think I'll allow it. I could use the second rounder. Just move back a few spots. Probably still draft a better player than you're going to get here. So I don't think you will. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling all right about it. All right, so the Indianapolis Colts have moved into 18th overall. Seattle moves down, picks up a second-round pick, which is big for them. And, guys, is Chris Ballard here? I can't believe this guy's still on the board. With the 18th overall selection, the Indianapolis Colts have selected Tremaine Edmonds out of Virginia Tech to, uh, to be our linebacker that we desperately need. That is pretty amazing. I mean, somebody's going to fall. Right? Somebody mm-hmm. always falls. But for him to last to the 18th pick mm-hmm. when he may be the best linebacker in the entire draft, maybe the best defensive player in the draft, that's pretty remarkable. So Indianapolis gets Tremaine Edmonds, gives up one of their second-round picks, and uh, and I think that's a pretty solid deal all around for them. And thanks for humoring Joe, Matt. I didn't really want to talk trades. You never do. <laughs> Jerk. I'm going to stink bid you. I'll throw some stink bids, some SBs yeah. out at okay. you. All right. Well, Dallas is now on the clock, so if you'd like to stink bid them, by all means, because Matthew Fairburn owns the uh, number 19 selection with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, this one's a pretty cut and dry. I think the Cowboys need a wide receiver after cutting Des Bryant. Uh, Got to surround Dak Prescott with some weapons. I think uh, I think the guy here is DJ Moore. DJ uh, Moore. The wide receiver out of Maryland. Some chatter that he could be the first guy at the position off the board. Dane Brugler of NFL Draft Scout compares him to Steve Smith Sr. Pretty lofty praise for DJ my, Moore. Oh my. Dane does a great job. Yeah, he does. He's I, the best. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Next to Bob McKinnon. Next to Bob. All right. So Dane and Bob would be probably outdraft 20 teams in this league. I like it. Certainly Dave Gettleman. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So now DJ Moore heads to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. He's the first receiver off the board. And this brings up the Detroit Lions, who is also owned by Mr. Matthew Fairburn. And uh, Matthew, I think you had your heart set on one guy, and he's no longer there. Well, the funny thing is, I did have my heart set on one guy, and he actually is still there. Interesting. So, boy, am I glad that I didn't, you know, sway from my board at all, and I stuck true and stayed patient. And I get to sit back here. <laughs> can I just, can you just hit pause real quick? Yeah. It'd be hilarious if a GM just went to the mic after a pick and said, like all exasperated, sweating, looking like hell. Oh, the board did not fall the way we wanted it to fall. Son of a... Oh, everything went haywire in there. We, we took this guy. We don't even like him. Like for once, can a GM do that? That'd be great. Boy, we really panicked. We really, we really lost <laughs> we our composure. We made me throw in an sec- extra second round pick. I really didn't want to, but yeah. I panicked. Like Will Ferrell in old school, just was punching the locker. Convincing. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, buddy. So. I tried to move up. To number 13, thinking that the Packers were eyeing my guy, and I just couldn't stand having him go to a division rival. So, 
Here I am sitting at 20 as the Detroit Lions taking Marcus Davenport, Ooh. the defensive end out of the University of Texas, San Antonio. Also, the same University of Texas, San Antonio that produced Uncle Chaps. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get the Chaps bump now. Little awesome. U- UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, All right, so to, re- to recap 11 through 20, Vita uh, Vea, did I say Vita Vea? Vita sorry. Um, to the Miami Dolphins at 11. 12, the New York Giants selected Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama. 13, the Chargers moved up to get Lamar Jackson. 14, Derwin James heads to the Green Bay Packers. 15, the Arizona Cardinals select Colton Miller uh, to UCLA. 16, Frank Ragnow heads to the center, heads to the um, Baltimore Ravens. 17, uh, Washington moved down and picked up Darius Geis out of LSU. 18, the Indianapolis Colts moved up to select Tremaine Edmonds, who remarkably was still on the board, and so they took advantage of that. 19, DJ Moore heads to the Dallas Cowboys, the wide receiver. And 20, Marcus Davenport heads to the Detroit Lions. All right, so that takes us to the final 12 picks of our uh, first annual inaugural pod mock. Uh, next on the board, the Cincinnati Bengals at uh, 21. I believe I have the Bengals, gentlemen. So, uh, you know, as Marvin Lewis does, we don't really like to move around a lot in the draft. So we're just we're just going to stand pat here, and and we've got a pretty significant need at uh, at the, it, with the interior line. We address Cordy Glenn uh, being our left tackle of uh, hopefully the future after trading with the Buffalo Bills. So. With that in mind, I think we have to go with an interior lineman here. It really comes down to two guys, James Daniels, but inevitably we're going to have to go with, at the 21st overall selection, we take Isaiah Wynn out of Georgia mm-hmm. and just plug him in there, maybe even right next to Cordy Glenn, have that Georgia connection, and uh, really try to protect Andy Dalton to see, hey, you know what, he's getting up there in age. We don't know how much longer, perhaps, that Andy Dalton has, so let's give him all of the assets we need to. So 21, Isaiah Wynn heads to the Cincinnati Bengals, which brings Dave Gettleman and the uh, number 22 pick on the board with the New York Giants. All right. I'm glad Dave Dave was alert this time. Yeah, Dave, woken from his slumber. He's I'm not, here. He's I'm not here. going to be bothered to make a pick here. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the Giants, they're going to... I think you just take a player that is going to be versatile, that can play maybe at any linebacker spot for you here. Ooh, interesting. Leighton Vander Esch. Wow. Boise State. Somebody you can move around. Incredible athleticism. Strength for his size. Um, I'm not sure exactly where he would play. Maybe you guys would have a better idea than me, but just seems like he's somebody's like built for the game today. He, yeah. he, he could be a middle linebacker. Um, they did just trade for Alec Ogletree, who's more of a strong side backer. Um, there is some, I, at least for me, I wonder if Van Der Esch is a strong side backer or yeah. a middle linebacker. But, I mean, he's he's a good prospect in his own right. And I, I think you could plug him in the middle for sure. I think so. I think you're because you're good at D-tackle here. I don't think you need to, to go that route. So, yeah, you get... Two instant starters and maybe three more out of that trade. So pretty good deal for the Giants and the Bills. Will Hernandez is crushed right now because he thought Gettleman wanted a hog molly. <laughs> Gettleman, in a big upset, 
goes through the first round with no hog <laughs> I'm telling you, he's hog mauling. It's a, it's a smoke screen, that hog mauling around. All right, now uh, to 23 overall, my personal favorite selection, because Bill Belichick has to uh, come out here and, and tell us who his 23rd overall pick is. And uh, Bill, Tyler, take it away. Well, we had a really bad Super Bowl there. Couldn't really get after Nick Foles. I mean, that's pretty pathetic when you don't even got somebody that can fluster him at all that in that Super Bowl game there. I don't know if you caught it, but we, need, we really need somebody to get after him. And I, I like Lane Anderson. She's somebody that could move around and been a really chess piece in our defense, but he's off the board, so we can't go that route. I mean, man, Sam over to Ohio State, he's kind of an edge rusher that maybe we throw in there and get after the quarterback a little bit. But, you know, I, I think the best, best edge rusher is a really good football player, you know, Boston College, Aaron Landry. I think, I think that's what we go with here, and, and, and maybe that's the pick. I don't know. <laughs> Harold Landry. <laughs> I had to throw some round ball rock at you. We we don't want a copyright f- file there, so we'll uh, we'll, we'll let that slide. But uh, yeah, we couldn't let it play too long. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm well versed in the rules, and that's why I cut it off right there. <laughs> All right, so Harold Landry heads to the New England Patriots as. Uh, as the 23rd overall selection. I didn't mean to catch you off guard there, Ty. Bill, sorry. Um, sorry about that. Guys. Oh, you're good. Um, all right, so next up we have the Carolina Panthers at 24. I just realized something. They would probably be in the market for one of these because they just got rid of one of them. There's only one corner off the board at this point. So Carolina Panthers, uh, Marty Herney. How you doing, Marty Herney Fairburn? Yeah, Marty Herney, great guy. Um, I, I think... Yesterday, I made this pick before the computer froze, and I don't even remember who I picked. So uh, the board is completely different than it was yesterday. It sure is. a complete mess. I think there's... Are you saying today's is more of a mess than yesterday's was? I think it is decidedly more of a mess. It could be more realistic in that sense, then. Yeah, probably, because it's just a complete, complete mess. (laughs) Uh, The Saints really screwed things up a little bit. But the Panthers at 24... Wide receiver seems to be a constant need for them. Offensive line is also always a problem for them. I don't know. You're sitting here. Josh Jackson is a really appealing option, but I'm going to sit here and take Connor Williams, the offensive tackle out of Texas. All right. Uh, you know, pretty good value this late in the first. Say so you pull the trigger. All right. So Will Hernandez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Connor Williams. That was a. That was a slip there. Uh, Connor Williams heads to the Carolina Panthers. What's he playing for you, Marty? He's going to – we'll we'll see. Okay. Uh, we got some disappointing tackle play on both sides last year, so we're going to open it up to competition. I think this kid can play either tackle spot. That's what I love about him. And they just lost uh, Andrew Norwell as well um, in free agency. So. Yeah, Connor Williams could kick inside to guard as a youngster mm-hmm. um, if he doesn't beat out one of the other guys at tackle. I'm open to anything, really. It's a bad sign, though, when the tackle you take first has to get kicked inside in training camp. Like It's like the first telltale sign that he's a bust. Uh, yeah, and they, uh, teams, I feel like, don't do that as much as they talk about doing. Yeah. You know, or yeah. as much as it's talked about on draft weekend. Uh, you can just kick him into guard. And kick him in. Everything's like, Literally, be fine. just kick him in. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't always work out that way. It seemed like we waited forever for Cyrus Quanjo to get kicked inside to guard, and it Happened for a couple weeks, but it's a little more complicated than that. Sure is. All right, so next on the board, we have the Tennessee Titans at 25th overall. I am John Robinson here, the the Titans GM. And 
to be quite honest, I, I know the Atlanta Falcons are in need of a wide receiver, and the only guy off the board right now is DJ Moore, which leaves Calvin Ridley there and Cortland Sutton and a bunch of different guys. Mm -hmm. So if there is a, a team out there that would be looking to get ahead of those Atlanta Falcons to secure the services of Ridley or um, or Sutton or even Christian Kirk out of Texas A&M, I mean, hey, we're we're here. We're, we're ready, willing, and able. I think uh, Thomas Dimitrov here. We're, we're thinking about uh, somebody else. We're not thinking wide receiver. So... Are you sure you want to tell me that? <laughs> I, I forgot who in the hell's who, but yeah, we're not thinking receivers. So <laughs> I'm, John, I'm John Robinson. All right, all right. So uh, I I suppose my trade chip is gone. Okay, so uh, in that case, the uh, the Tennessee Titans will have to stay on the board. You know, there are some really good players still out there, like like Calvin Ridley. Although they just spent a fifth overall pick on Corey Davis last year, so I don't think that's realistic. Um, could definitely go defensive line, even though they signed Benny Logan. Uh, this offseason and re-signed Daquan Jones. Um, like Deron Payne, Taven Bryan, Maurice Hurst are all still out there at that defensive tackle spot. But at the end of the day, I think uh, protecting Marcus Mariota is going to be paramount for us. And I'm pretty surprised that this guy is still on the board. But uh, he's got some positional flexibility on the interior. So with the 25th overall selection... The Tennessee Titans have have taken James Daniels out of Iowa to uh, to uh, shore up the interior of our offensive line. Next on the board, 26 and the Atlanta Falcons. Thomas Dimitrov done. Well, as uh, our draft guru at Bleacher Report, Matt Miller, we've been throwing around a lot of guru names. Got to got to give give some love to the coworker there. He does an incredible job. All He's the been gurus. killing it. He's a grinder, um, that guy. He is. Every, every day this week he's had an interesting nugget that seems to go viral. So one little nugget, maybe lost in the other nuggets, was mm. the fact that the Atlanta Falcons, he hears around the league, love Florida defensive tackle Taven Bryan. Interesting. So I'm going to trust Matt on this one. He's plugged in. And with the 26th overall selection... The Atlanta Falcons select Florida defensive tackle Taven Bryan. All right, Taven Bryan off the board before Deron Payne. Interesting. I know exactly, but it sounds like they love him and clear need with uh, with Poe out the door. Right. Put him with Grady Jarrett. I mean that you, you could have one of the best young D tackle combinations in the league. All right, so uh, next on the clock, we are now down to 27th overall, which is owned by the Seattle Seahawks, who moved down to get a, a second round pick. A lot of needs for the Seahawks, and that's probably why they, they made the move down or wanted to at least move, make the move down. You know, right tackle is certainly always an issue, although they might have uh, lost out on the the right the right tackle spot. They could go with the interior line, um, can always go for a running back. You know, Michael Bennett's gone now. Uh, but, I mean, this, this guy is just... A perfect fit for the Seattle defense and and what they do. So with the 27th overall selection, the Seattle Seahawks have selected Josh Jackson out of Iowa, the corner, mm. to uh, to take over and and be the long arm turnover type playmaker uh, that uh, that uh, they need to address in the in this year's draft. So 28th overall now on the clock, the Pittsburgh Steelers, which are. Mm -hmm. Tyler Dunn. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously 
so tragic what happened to Ryan Shazier. I mean, really was one of the best linebackers in the NFL before that injury. This almost just fell too perfect for the Steelers to get this guy at 28th overall out of Alabama, Rashawn Evans. Um, you know, seems like the Steelers are drafting a linebacker every year, but mm-hmm. it's still kind of a need this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they hope to nail it because they haven't exactly hit on all of these linebacker picks. No, you're absolutely right. So the uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Rashawn Evans and probably the right move because the linebacker market kind of falls off by the time mm-hmm. they'll probably be back on the clock. Uh, I could make an argument for some other things, but, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think that's probably a solid selection. All right, next up, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm sorry, Matthew, I have them. I, I know. <laughs> I know. You were, you were once uh, fully uh, on Jags Twitter and, and everything <laughs> that beholds, but now Long I... Long behind me. I, am, uh, I will take the role of, whether it be Tom Coughlin or St. Francis' own uh, Dave Caldwell. And, or St. Doug. Or St. Doug, although I don't know if he's really got... Uh, the draft thing going for him. I think that's probably a good deal. So, the uh, the Jags could use a bit here. I mean, it could they could go in on Mason Rudolph here. I think that's, that's a spot to potentially compete with Blake Bortles. But, man, the fact that there's only one wide receiver off the board, and this guy's still sitting there. They just lost Allen Robinson. Got Marquise Lee. I, I, they have D.D. Westbrook in the slot. With the 29th overall selection, the Jacksonville Jaguars have taken Calvin Ridley out of Alabama. Mm. Just shocked he is still there. Mm-hmm. So the Jaguars get Calvin Ridley at 29. Next on the clock, number 30 and the Minnesota Vikings. We only have three selections left. So, hey, Bills, if you want to move back into the first round, you're probably going to have to do it in the next three here. So, Minnesota, you are uh, on the clock. Matthew Fairburn. Well, I can't trade with myself. I did. I am the Vikings. I did. <laughs> so, and he knows I'm not going to get into any of these trading <laughs> discussions over here. So, thinking about it, um, I think the Vikings are in a pretty good spot because there's a really good player on the board that I think fills a need at guard. And Will Hernandez out of UTEP is, mm. I think, a pretty obvious pick if the board falls like this. And I see no need for them to trade. They can plug him in at right guard. Um, mm-hmm. They drafted a great center last year, and Pat Elfline, however you pronounce his Elfline, name, Elfline maybe had a had a great either. rookie year. Um, so then you'd have two young players to groom, uh, and I think the offensive line is really the missing piece for that team. All right, so Will Hernandez heads to the Minnesota Vikings. Next up, the New England Patriots with. The 31st overall selection. We give it back to Bill Belichick. <laughs> well, sorry about the near Rambo rock. The copyright phrase been there. I didn't really know what I was going for. That. You know, it's just a really good song. I just want to hear that song. It's been a while since NBC, but NBA and NBC, you know, back Charlotte Hornets against Phoenix Suns. There's some good games there. Uh, 
you know, this election, we go a lot of different directions. I mean, I, you know, Tom Brady's getting a little older. Maybe we go quarterback. We, you know, traded Jimmy Garoppolo. We really got screwed on that trade. I don't know what, I, what the hell I was thinking on that deal. We should have got more for Jimmy Garoppolo. He looks really good out there in San Francisco. I mean, Mason, Mason Rudolph, I like to look. Mason Rudolph in this offense, really heady, savvy, workmanlike kind of guy, quarterback. Maybe we go Mason Rudolph. But, you know, Rob Gronkowski, we don't really know what the hell he's going to do this year. Maybe next year. He could be gone after a year. All the injuries. It doesn't even want to play for me. Probably not. Um, so we're going to go tight end. We're going to go Dallas Goddard here at tight end. We're going to plug him in. I mean, you know, we go those two tight end sets. You know, I can play your music right now, Joe, if you want. Dallas Goddard is the selection for me. Bill Belichick. There's a little bit too much intonation there at, at one point for, for Bill right near the end. Speaking awfully quickly. Yeah, he was getting some happy feet there but at the end. But as we've discussed, Bill Belichick, he likes to filibuster, actually. Sure does. In conference calls, he isn't. Everybody thinks he's like. You know, down to four or five. He's not a mute. He's not a He's mute. not. He likes to filibuster. He's He can be a pain in the neck to transcribe, too, because yes. he, he really does fit a lot of words in there. All right. So uh, we are not, we have reached the final pick of the first ever Podmock here, gentlemen, which is owned by the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them. But just as a refresher about who is still on the board, uh, let's see. From... Mason Rudolph is still on the board for, as quarterback. Running back, Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, all still on the board. Wide receiver, Cortland Sutton and uh, Christian Kirk are both on the board. At tight end, Hayden Hurst. Uh, offensive line, Billy Price might be the, the one you would consider. Um, defensive line, Duran. Peck at the combine. I think that yeah. might push him out of yeah, the first pro- Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Duran Payne, Maurice Hurst, both still on the board. Uh, linebacker, that, that one's been pretty much uh, vanquished. Cornerback, Carlton Davis, Jair Alexander, Isaiah Oliver, Mike Hughes, all still left. And then Dante it's, Jackson. Dante Jackson. Option. And then at safety, Justin Reed is mm-hmm. and Ronnie Harrison are both still available there for a lot of different people. So, uh, so as the Philadelphia Eagles, we don't really have a lot of needs in this year's draft. So And, and we're seeing uh, Duran Payne there. And I don't know. I, I think there might be a there might be a team that might be interested in, in the services of Deron Payne. If anyone's interested, if not, we're I think I think that uh, that could be a buy there for them. So, is there any takers for the thirty second overall pick before we? Uh, I'll tell you what would be an interesting option, but I don't know if it would ever actually become a reality. But. What about dangling LaShawn McCoy? Eagles, if you wanted to get back. In the oh, first man. That'd be something. Are you That'd offering be, that to I'm us right now? I'm not offering it because I don't know how realistic <laughs> it is. But it's an option. I mean, he's going to be 30. Yeah. It might be, honestly, doing right by LaShawn. Uh, to, I mean, you know he would love to go He'd back to He'd love that trade, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know that it's realistic, but... It's kind of fun to think about. Hey, Bills, I mean, you've got 53 and 65 here. If you want to put those two things together, we can we can. I don't think the Bills would, I, after giving up so many picks, I don't think they would be desperate to get back into the first round. Maurice Hurst is still on the board. Billy Price is still out there. Uh, Deron Payne is still out there. There's some good cornerbacks. Wide receiver is full of good options that could still be there in the second round. They're probably more apt to, you know, trade back and collect more picks mm-hmm. after giving up so many in the uh the first trade i think it would be a little reckless to get back in but well sean mccoy would be an interesting interesting trade chip sure would all right so 30 in july 30 in july doesn't look 30 i mean he's he doesn't but playing well i don't think it's staying healthy i don't think it's realistic i don't think it's realistic but i've kind of beat the drum about it for a while i think it would be a 
prudent to mm-hmm. unload him while he still has value. And like I said, it might be doing right by LaShawn to, you know, let him go chase 12,000 yards in a Super Bowl, which might not be super realistic in the next couple of years. His prime is running out. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess the Eagles are going to have to stand pat here. There's a lot of different players. I mean, they have just so many good players on the front seven. They've got Fletcher Cox. They've got Tim Jernigan. They signed Haloti Nada. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got Michael Bennett. They've got Derek Barnett. They've got Brandon Graham. I mean, they've got Chris Long. They are just stocked there. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think they could go into the Duran Payne well here just based on the fact that they are too deep basically at every spot. So, that boils it down to me between running back and wide receiver. And a couple of guys, Ronald Jones, um, and, you know, but, you know what, I think more than anything, uh, wide receivers a need to, this is a team I can't really get a handle on, because I have no idea what the heck they're going to do. They, they could just do so many different things. So, I think uh, at the end of the day, I'll end up going with, a running back here, and with the 32nd overall selection, the last pick of the first the first ever pod mock, Sony Michelle out of Georgia mm-hmm. to uh, pair with Jay Ajayi, maybe even take over for him. Sony Michelle becomes the potential running back of the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll sneak in a take. Go on. Sony Michelle won't be the best Georgia running back in this draft. Mm. I think Nick Chubb is more worthy of of the praise. Mm-hmm. Different types of backs. I mean, Sony Michelle, the explosiveness. How can you pass on it? You know. I mean, but uh, but surprise uh, pick, but <laughs> bit of a reach. But how can you pass it up? You yeah. know. Yeah. But I like Nick Chubb a lot. I think once he's, you know, once he got back a hundred percent from the knee injury, you really saw the full potential. I think he's really going to be a stud. So so there it is. The uh, the first ever Podmock is done. Let's just run it down really quick. Number one, Josh Allen went to the Browns. Sam Darnold went to the Bills. Baker Mayfield to the Jets. Bradley Chubb to the Browns. Saquon Barkley to the Broncos. And then things got interesting because Josh Rosen headed to the New Orleans Saints after a huge trade-up. Quentin Nelson goes to the Buccaneers at 7. Denzel Ward, the Bears at 8. Roquan Smith at 9 to the Niners. Mike McGlinchey goes to the Raiders at 10. 11, the Dolphins select Vita Vea. Vita Vea. I'm going to get it one of these times. 12, Minka Fitzpatrick heads to the Giants. 13, the Chargers moved up to take Lamar Jackson. 14, Derwin James to the Packers. 15, Colton Miller heads to the Arizona Cardinals. 16, Frank Ragnow, the center, goes to the Baltimore Ravens. 17, Darius Geist to Washington. 18, the uh, Indianapolis Colts move back up to go get Tremaine Edmonds. Number 19, DJ Moore. Uh... It goes to Dallas, 20, Marcus Davenport to the uh, Detroit Lions, 21, Isaiah Wynn heads to the Bengals, 22, Leighton Vander Esch goes to the Giants, Harold Landry, 23 to the Patriots, 24, Connor Williams to the Panthers, James Daniels heads 25th to the Tennessee Titans, 26, Taven Bryan to Atlanta, 27, Seattle takes Josh Jackson, the corner from Iowa, 28, Rashawn Evans, uh, to the Steelers out of Alabama. Calvin Ridley heads to the Jacksonville Jaguars at 29, the wide receiver. 30, the Vikings take Will Hernandez. 31, Dallas Goddard to the New England Patriots, the tight end. And 32, Sony Michelle heads to the Philadelphia Eagles. Guys, closing thoughts on, on what just went down here over the past uh, hour and a half or so. You know, Matt bringing up that LaShawn McCoy trade at the end just really got me thinking. I mean, if you're Brandon Bean, if you're Sean McDermott for the Buffalo Bills... 
what direction are you taking this team? I mean, mm-hmm. do you do you think you're an actual contender right now? Do you are you trying to get into the playoffs again, or are you thinking two, three years down the line? I mean, really, if if you, you are, be, then if you're replacing your quarterback and getting, you know, giving up picks to get a rookie, I think you're kicking the can down the road. If you're eating as much dead money as they are, roughly forty million <sighs> in dead money this year, you're clearly kicking the can down the road. I'm not saying they're tanking or anything of that nature, but I would say that, you know, they are probably realistic about, you know, mm-hmm. what what's in front of them. Are they going to try to win every game next year? Of course, but I think they're realistic about the idea that they could take a step back. That's the only reason. Even last August, I brought up the idea of, you know, why not shop yeah. Sean McCoy around? Maybe that was a year too early because he did have a, a big hand in, you know, getting them to the playoffs and they don't get there without him. But again, I go back to it's probably doing right by LaShawn. He's chasing 12,000 yards. He wants a Super Bowl. And if you don't think that's realistic here and you think he still has value, which he should, mm-hmm. um, you know, at least as a, a piece um, in, a, in a trade, I don't know. I mean, I love LaShawn McCoy. I think he can still play, but I'm kind of I think of he with might you. be the most valuable running back in the NFL. Yeah. There's also the notion, It makes sense to get something for him. Of a term that they used quite a bit last year, building for the short term and the long term, and that would directly fly in the face of building for the short term because that would leave them with Chris Ivory and nothing. Well, you've got second-round pick, third-round pick, Nick Chubb, Rashad Penny, you know, Mm -hmm. some really, really good running backs in this draft if you want to get younger at that position. Yeah. Kalen Ballage. I mean, I think this is a deep, deep running back draft. And maybe, you know... Maybe time to get a little... It's definitely time to get a little bit younger at that position. No, they they definitely need to. I just... I, I can't see them... I don't think they're going to trade LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. He's too big a, a piece to what they do. But, I don't know. I think it's an idea they should be a little bit more open to. Of course, you know, you look at it and you, you say, well, you know, that's a nice piece for a rookie quarterback to have. A running back like LaShawn McCoy, who you can dump it off to in the flat who can, you know, pick up yards in the running game. That's probably the strongest argument, I think, for keeping him, is that he would help out the rookie quarterback tremendously in the early going. Right. And you have to sell tickets. I mean, yeah. you need people to show up to your stadium, and he does that. He certainly does. <laughs> There's a it, marketing element. But if they get a quarterback, I mean, that would yeah. probably be the, the big selling point now. For sure. All right, so uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for participating. Tyler, thanks for joining in yeah. on this. It's been a lot of fun. I mean... We came here for the mock draft. We stayed for the Bill Belichick impersonation. <laughs> that is absolutely uh, no truer words have ever been spoken. Oh, man, it was fun. And you guys, not blowing smoke, do an incredible job of this podcast. Thanks, it buddy. is required listening for everyone in Western New York and beyond. Um, the best Bill's analysis anywhere. Thanks, and plus, somebody just tweeted at us waiting for that mock draft pod to drop. Oh, it's it's gonna, so it's going to drop now. We we mocked like it's hot. I just have to put it together, and uh, and it'll be up there. So thanks everybody for finding us on the new channel. Um, it, we should be up on Apple Podcasts in the next few days, uh, and we're already up on Google Play and on Stitcher. What so, should we give away to get people to uh, get people on the new channel? Well, you got you got some. Jerseys. I gave away my Marshawn Lynch jersey earlier, but uh, that was all for not all those comments that built up the old channel. We need to build up the new one. How about this? How about this? You give like three of the names that you have, and then the most tweets we get 
about uh, one of those three names will be the yeah, one we give away. This will keep people listening to the end, too. They'll, they'll want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, three best. I'm trying to think. I've got Terrell Owens, which I think is a big one. Of what team? Of Eagles. Okay. It's not an authentic. It's a replica. The Marshawn was an authentic. That was a good good piece of machinery there. Uh, <laughs> who else do I have that's really good? I have a Charles Rogers kicking around somewhere. Ooh. I have a few Randy Mosses kicking around somewhere. Um, I'm trying to, I got a Leon Hall. That's a real, that's a real how, vintage. How about you give us three? All right, that you're Let's willing to part ways with Terrell Owens. Okay, Terrell Owens, Eagles. Terrell Owens, Eagles. Um, let and he's coming up on the Hall of Fame, so that's a big one. We also had the wild card. We'll throw one in here. There were listeners that wanted to get rid of bill's jerseys so, uh, <laughs> so i'll throw that one out random there. bill's jersey so we got to eagles random bill's jersey and and the third one i'm trying to think of the most random one i have that could really uh really spice things up i'm trying to remember if i still have the tim couch or if i got rid of it <laughs> You know what one I'll go with? The Jake Plummer Arizona Cardinals jersey. Jake Plummer Arizona. Jake Tyler wants Plummer. that one. <laughs> I do have a jersey I can toss into this fire sale. Uh-oh. Or tossing jerseys in. Go on. Rex Grossman, oh. Florida Gators. Oh, That's... wow. Na- nameless plate. Nameless plate, mind you. Okay. Rex Grossman, Florida Gators. If That's you are That's electric. Prime. All right. So, so the deal is you got to comment. You gotta obviously subscribe to the new iTunes channel, yeah, which they can't as of right now. They can't yet. So the next time we'll talk is when uh, we will tell you which of these four mm-hmm. options that, that have won, and then at that point we'll go with the uh, we'll comment would, on would, iTunes or probably do they have the same option no, on Google players? No, no, no we're yeah. gonna do it with with Apple Podcasts. So. Um, comment and rate us. Comment when, when and say are... something nice about me or something mean about Joe. No. Either one. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can say something nice about me. You can say something nice about Fritz Biscali here. It was very quiet except for the end. He let out a little yawn if anyone heard. And uh, and you can also say something nice about Matthew Fairburn. How about that? I'm not going to be a jerk. What about the 1994 Charlotte Hornets? I'll toss that. <laughs> All right. So uh, your choices are T.O. with the Eagles, random Bills jersey from, from fan of the podcast. Uh, Buffalo Wins was tossing out a bunch. I forget which ones he had, but he was willing to donate. Rex, Gross, guy. Rex Grossman, uh, Florida Gators. And what was what was the random one you had? Jake Plummer. Jake Arizona Plummer, Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. So uh, tweet at both Matthew and I and tell us which one. And if it goes well, maybe prefer. the next time I'll give away the Quincy Carter Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh, let's not get crazy. <laughs> my oh my. Let's not get crazy. My oh my. All right, guys. That's going to do it for us here on this uh, extended version of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our first ever pod mock. We're going to have a new... Uh, we're going to have a new podcast, perhaps a couple of them, before the draft gets here t- next week. It's all happening, folks. Folks, We are under a week away. My thanks to Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report. My thanks, as always, to Matthew Fairburn of NewYorkUpstate.com. My name is Joe Biscalia, and we will talk to you next week, the week of the 2018 NFL Draft. See ya.